ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد Today then we're going to begin the section that will explain in some detail regarding the supplications Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. The author says here, إِنَّ خَيْرَ الْكَلَامِ وَأَفْضَلَ الذِّكْرِ بَعْدَ الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ أَرْبَعُ كَلِمَاتِ لَهُنَّ قَدَرٌ رَفِيعٌ وَشَأْنٌ عَظِيمٌ وَمَكَانَةٌ عَالِيَةٌ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ هُنَّ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ وَلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ أَكْبَرٌ That the best of speech and the best of remembrance after the noble Qur'an are four words that have a great status and high elevated status in the religion of Allah. And they are the words, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. وَقَدْ وَرَدَ فِي فَضْلِ هَذِهِ الْكَلِمَاتِ الْأَرْبَعِ نُصُوصٌ كَثِيرَةٌ And there are many texts that have come regarding the virtue of these four statements. So, from the virtues of these four statements and some of the narrations that have been mentioned about them, one of them indicates that these four statements are the most beloved of the statements to Allah. That they are the most beloved of the statements to Allah. It is mentioned in Sahih Muslim from the hadith of Samurah ibn Jundub. Radiallahu anhu qal. Qala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ahabbu al-kalami ila Allah ta'ala arba'a. The most beloved of speech to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is four statements. لا يضرك بأيهن بدأت It will not affect anything whichever one you begin with. It will not harm you whichever one you begin with. And they are subhanallah walhamdulillah وَلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ وَاللَّهُ أَكْبَرِ In another version of this hadith, أَرْبَعْ هُنَّ مِنْ أَطْيَبِ الْكَلَامِ 
four statements, they are from the best of the speech. وَهُنَّ مِنَ الْقُرْآنِ And they are from the Qur'an. لَا يَذُرُّكَ بِأَيِّهِنَّ بَدَأْتَ It will not harm you whichever one of them you begin with. Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wala ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. So that is a hadith in Sahih Muslim telling you that these four statements are from the most beloved of speech, beloved of statements to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In another narration, أَنَّ النَّبِيَّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمَ أَخْبَرَ أَنَّهُنَّ أَحَبُّ إِلَيْهِ مِمَّا طَلَعَتْ عَلَيْهِ الشَّمْسُ أي من الدنيا وما فيها In another narration, a virtue is mentioned and that is that the Prophet ﷺ said that these words are the most beloved to him than anything that is in this world. They are the most beloved of all of that which the sun arises upon, meaning all of this world and everything in it. Those four statements are more beloved to the messenger than all of the world and everything in it. And that is mentioned in a hadith in Sahih Muslim. Hadith of Abu Hurairah. Where the messenger sallallahu said, لَأَنْ أَقُولَ سُبْحَانَ اللَّهِ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ وَلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهِ Wallahu Akbar Ahabu ilayya mimma talaat alayhi shams. The Prophet said that if I were to say Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Wala ilaha illallah, Wallahu Akbar, then that is more beloved to me than everything the sun rises upon, meaning all of this world and everything in it. All of this world and everything in it, these four statements are more beloved to me than all of that. Another virtue mentioned about these four statements is something which is found in the Musnad of Al-Imam Ahmad and Shu'ab Al-Iman of Al-Imam Al-Bayhaqi. That Umm Hani' bint Abi Talib, Umm Hani', the daughter of Abu Talib, she said, Marra bi Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam faqultu. That the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam passed by me, so I said, Inni qad kabirtu wa da'uftu. أو كما قالت She said to the messenger that I have grown old and weak فمرني بعمل أعمله وأنا جالسة So command me with an action that I can do whilst I'm sitting down. She said to the messenger I have become old and weak 
So command me, command me with something, tell me something from the worships that I can do when I'm just sitting down. Which type of worship can I do just sitting down? So the Prophet said, سَبِّحِ اللَّهَ مِئَةَ تَسْبِيحًا Say Subhanallah a hundred times. تَعْدِلْ لَكِ مِئَةَ فَرْسِ مُسَرْجَةً وَمُسَرْجَةً مُلْجَمَةً تَحْمِلِينَ عَلَيْهَا فِي سَبِيلِ اللَّهِ And that will be equal to a hundred horses in the path of Allah. وَكَبِّرِ اللَّهَ مِئَةَ تَكْبِيرًا And say Allahu Akbar a hundred times. And he mentions the virtue of it. وَهَلِّلِي مِئَةَ تَهْلِيلًا And say لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ a hundred times. And then he mentioned تَمْلَأُ مَا بَيْنَ السَّمَاءِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَلَا يَرْفَعُ يَوْمَ إِذٍ لِأَحَدٍ عَمَلٌ إِلَّا أَنْ يَأْتِيَ بِمِثْلِ مَا أَتَيْتِ بِهِ That this speech, these statements, Subhanallah a hundred times, Allahu Akbar a hundred times, La ilaha illallah a hundred times, then all of that, it will fill what is between the heavens and the earth. So this highlights the main point, which is that when she said to the messenger, I am old and weak, so can you tell me some worship I can do just sitting down? The Prophet ﷺ told her the worship she can do, which is, to do the remembrance of Allah by saying Subhanallah, by saying Allahu Akbar, by saying La ilaha illallah, saying those statements, that remembrance is from the worship that she was advised she can do just sitting down. Also from the virtues of these four statements is that they remove your sins. They expiate your sins. This is the fourth virtue now. That they expiate your sins. These four statements. And that is mentioned in the hadith of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As in the Mustadrak of al-Hakim where the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said مَا عَلَى الْأَرْضِ رَجُلٌ يَقُولُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ وَسُبْحَانَ اللَّهُ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهُ وَلَا حَوْلَ وَلَا قُوَّةَ إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ إِلَّا كُفِّرَتْ عَنْهُ ذُنُوبُهُ وَلَوْ كَانَتْ أَكْثَرَ مِنْ زَبَدِ الْبَحْرِ That the Prophet ﷺ said, There is not a man upon the earth who says, 
لا إله إلا الله الله أكبر سبحان الله الحمد لله لا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله except that his sins will be expiated from him even if they were to the extent of like the form on the sea that his sins would be expiated from him even if they were to the extent of the form on the sea and this of course just like the other narrations refers to the minor sins that these statements using them saying them in the remembrance of Allah expiates your minor sins from you and that is because it is proven in the sunnah major sins require actual repentance to be made but minor sins can be forgiven via these other actions minor sins can be wiped out via these other kinds of actions and there is a hadith in sahih muslim of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu where the messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said as-salawatu al-khamsu wal-jum'atu ila al-jum'ati wa ramadhan ila ramadhan mukaffiratum ma baynahunna idha ishtunibat al-kaba'ir that the five prayers one prayer to the next prayer and the jum'ah to the jum'ah and the ramadhan to the ramadhan they expiate the sins in between. The five daily prayers, one prayer to the next, one Jumu'ah to the next, one Ramadan to the next, they expiate the sins in between them as long as the major sins are avoided. Meaning they don't expiate the major sins, but they expiate the minor sins. That's in the Quran also. In Tajtanibu Kabaira Matun Hauna Anhunu Kafir Ankum Sayyatiku. In the Quran it mentions if you stay away from the major sins that we have prohibited and warned you from, then we will expiate the other sins, the minor sins. If you avoid the major sins, we will expiate the sins the minor sins, the other sins. So all of those kinds of narrations that talk about sins being expiated, then they all typically refer to the minor sins being expiated, not the major sins. And then a person may say, how do you differentiate between a minor sin and a major sin? How do you know which ones are major sins so that you know you have to repent from them? Definitely they're not going to be expiated. How can you tell? What is the criteria to judge whether a sin is considered a major sin? There are several points of criteria that highlight if a sin is a major sin. Anybody know any of them? Okay, if there is a punishment of the hellfire connected to it, meaning if it says in the Quran and the Sunnah, whoever does X, Y, and Z sin will end up in the 
hellfire. If that's what it says, whoever does X, Y, and Z sin, then he will be punished in the fire. That indicates this particular sin must be a major sin. If it is being said, you will be punished in the fire for this. Connecting a sin to the fire like that indicates the sin is a major one. So whenever you see whoever does such and such, X, Y, and Z, whichever sin it is, then they will be punished by the fire or upon them will be the punishment of the fire or the torment of the fire, then it indicates that sin is a major sin. Any other criteria? The Prophet ﷺ mentioned that so-and-so sin is from the Kabbalah. That's obvious. If there is a hadith where the Prophet said such and such is a major sin, then it's a major sin. Sharia punishment. Sharia punishment. There are certain sins where there are specific punishments mentioned in the Sharia for them. Like for example the chopping of the hand and the whipping for the one who drinks alcohol or fornicates etc. There are certain specific punishments for specific actions in the, in the Quran and the Sunnah. So when an action has a specific punishment mentioned for it, the one who steals, hand is chopped off, the one who fornicates, this is done, that is done, the one who drinks alcohol, this is done, that is done. Specific punishments are connected to specific sins. Then those sins are definitely also major sins. Because not every single sin has a specific punishment mentioned. If you do this, then you get this punishment. If you do this, then you get that punishment. Not every single sin has listed a punishment for it in the Quran and the Sunnah. But the ones that do, you know they are major sins. What else? Not necessarily that it begins with that, but that it has a connection to that. So any narration that has a connection to the statement of the Prophet saying... لَيْسَ مِنَّا Not from amongst us is the one who does X, Y, and Z. Not from amongst us is the one who does X, Y, and Z. Those kinds of narrations, typically at the beginning, then they indicate those are major sins. Like لَيْسَ مِنَّا مَنْ ضَرَبَ الْخُدُودَ وَشَقَّ الْجُيُوبَ وَدَعَى بِدَعْوَ الْجَاهِلِيَّةِ not from amongst us is the one who beats his cheeks and tears his clothes and screams and shouts in the way they did in Jahiliyyah. Meaning at the time of someone dying. When someone dies in Jahiliyyah, they would hit themselves and they would tear their clothes and scream and shout. The Prophet said, whoever does that, when someone dies, a Muslim starts behaving like that, screaming, shouting, tearing then that is not from us. That is a major sin known as niyaha. Niyaha. It indicates a person does not have any patience, indicates a person does not have satisfaction with the decree of Allah, that such and such has been decreed to die. So that is a major sin, because the hadith begins, لَيْسَ مِنَّا also, for example, Laysa minna or man. Rashana falaysa minna. In that one, it comes at the end. Man rashana falaysa minna. Whomsoever 
defrauds us, cheats, deceives us, then he is not from us. So those actions of deception and uh, fraud and uh, cheating, those kinds of actions are from the major sins. Man ghashana falaysa minna. Whoever defrauds us, cheats us, deceives us, then he is not from us. So the one who behaves in that manner with those characteristics in his dealings with the people, defrauds the people, then that is also from the major sins because the narration says that person is not from us. Not indicating he's a kafir, but indicating this is a major sin now, what that individual is doing. So the point here was, these statements, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Allahu Akbar, La ilaha illallah, they are from the means of expiating, wiping out the minor sins from you. And so that is one of their virtues. Another one of their virtues is that it is mentioned that these words are like a growth for you in paradise. That it's as though something is planted for you in paradise due to these words and these remembrances. So, In a hadith it mentions, Hadith of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud in At-Tirmidhi, that the Prophet said, لَقِيتُ إِبْرَاهِيمَ لَيْلَةَ أُسْرِيَ بِي فَقَالَ يَا مُحَمَّدْ أَقْرِئْ أُمَّتَكَ مِنِّ السَّلَامِ وَأَخْبِرْهُمْ أَنَّ الْجَنَّةَ طَيِّبَةُ التُّرْبَةِ عَظْبَةُ الْمَاءِ وَأَنَّهَا قَيْعَانِ غِرَاسُهَا سُبْحَانَ اللَّهُ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهُ وَلَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ وَاللَّهُ may have weakness in it, but there are other narrations that have a similar meaning to this, and they can support this narration, so it is accepted. And that is, when the Prophet ﷺ said, on the night of Al-Isra wal-Mi'raj, he met the other prophets and messengers, and he says, when he came across Ibrahim ﷺ, Ibrahim ﷺ said, give my salam to your ummah, and tell them that paradise is of beautiful ground, it is of the beautiful ground, and it is of the fresh and sweet water, and that it's, what is planted, what is planted from it, then it is from these words, subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu akbar indicating a reward for you in paradise connected to these words. A reward specifically in paradise connected to these words. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, la ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar. It is mentioned that the intention behind the hadith that these words will be growth for you in paradise, that the affairs that grow in paradise will grow with speed for you due to the virtue of this remembrance that you did. 
Another one of the virtues of these words, أَنَّهُ لَيْسَ أَحَدٌ أَفْضَلٌ عِنْدَ اللَّهِ مِنْ مُؤْمِنٍ يُعَمَّرُ فِي الْإِسْلَامِ يَكْثُرُ تَكْبِيرُهُ وَتَسْبِيحُهُ تَهْلِيلُهُ تَحْمِيدُهُ أو يكثر تكبيره وتسبيحه وتهليله وتحميده And another virtue is that there is no believer better who lives upon Islam and plentifully says this dhikr and mentions these statements. So it's mentioned in the book of An-Nasai في عمل اليوم والليلة from the hadith of Hassan عن عبد الله بن شداد أن نفرا من بني عذرة ثلاثة أتوا النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فأسلموا قال فقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم من يكفينيهم قال طلح أنا قال فكانوا عند طلح فبعث النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم بعثا فخرج فيه أحد فاستشهد قال ثم بعث بعثا آخر فخرج فيهم آخر فاستشهد قال ثم مات الثالث على فراشه قال طلح فرأيت هؤلاء ثلاثة الذين كانوا عندي في الجنة فرأيت الميت على فراشه أمامهم ورأيت الذي استشهد أخيرا يليه ورأيت الذي استشهد أولهم آخرهم قال فدخلني من ذلك قال فأتيت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فذكرت, فذكرت ذلك له قال فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما أنكرت من ذلك ليس أحد أفضل عند الله من مؤمن يعمر في الإسلام يكثر تكبيره وتسبيحه وتهليله وتحميده in the narration it mentions how some people they came to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam and they accepted Islam. And then the Prophet sallallahu said, who can take care of them now? And Talha said, I will do so. And so they were with Talha. Uh, and the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam sent a group of people uh, on a like a battle and one of those went with them and was martyred and he sent another group and another one of them went and he was martyred and the third one of them didn't go out in battle anyway died on his bed didn't die in the path of Allah fighting just died on his bed Talha said those three individuals who had become Muslim two of them ended up dying in the path of Allah one of them just naturally on his bed Talha said, I saw the three of them in paradise. Like a dream. I saw the three of them in paradise. And I saw the one who died just on his bed, leading them. He was at the head of them. And I saw the other two who were martyred behind. And so... It was mentioned when he came to the Prophet ﷺ and told him about this dream because you would assume the ones who were martyred would be leading the way, not the one who just died on his bed. But he was the one leading the way and the martyrs were behind him. And when the Prophet ﷺ, when he told the Prophet ﷺ about that vision, the Prophet ﷺ told him, there is no believer better than the one who increases in his remembrance with Allahu Akbar Subhanallah, la ilaha illallah, alhamdulillah. So that one who died upon his bed was the one who had plentifully remembered Allah in doing the takbir and the tasbih and the tahleel and the tahmeed. 
Some more of the virtues mentioned regarding these four statements before we get into the details of each one specifically and the meanings of each one specifically. Some more of the virtues mentioned about them. That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala selected these four words for His servants and built upon them, established upon those words great rewards. So for example, it mentions in the hadith of Abu Huraira and Abu Sa'id radiyallahu anhuma أن رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قال إن الله اصطفى من الكلام أربعا That Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has chosen from the speech four statements, four words. Subhanallah, alhamdulillah, ولا إله إلا الله, الله أكبر. فمن قال, so whoever says, Subhanallah, كتب له عشرون حسنة. So whoever says, subhanallah, 20 rewards are written for him. وَحُطَّتْ عَنْهُ عِشْرُونَ سَيِّئَةً And 20 evils are removed from him. وَمَنْ قَالَ اللَّهُ أَكْبَرُ فَمِثْلُ ذَلِكَ And whoever says, Allahu Akbar, then likewise, 20 rewards and 20 sins removed. وَمَنْ قَالَ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ فَمِثْلُ ذَلِكَ And whoever says, لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا اللَّهُ Likewise, 20 rewards, 20 sins removed. وَمَنْ قَالَ الْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ مِنْ قِبَلِ نَفْسِهِ And whoever says, Alhamdulillahi رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ from himself, then كُتِبَتْ لَهُ تَلَاتُونَ حَسَنَةً 30 rewards are written for that person. وَحُطَّ عَنْهُ تَلَاتُونَ خَطِيئَةً And 30 sins are removed from that person. Why does the final one say, and whoever says Alhamdulillah from himself, whoever says Subhanallah, 20 rewards, 20 sins taken away, La ilaha illallah, 20 rewards given, 20 sins taken away, uh, Subhanallah, Allahu Akbar, 20 rewards given, 20 sins taken away. But then in the hadith, it says, whoever says Alhamdulillah from himself, then 30 rewards given and 30 sins taken away. Why? That difference with the word Alhamdulillah. Huh? You said what? Because he does it after food? After he's into food or drink some water or something, he always says Alhamdulillah the seventh day. It's one of the, because that's commonly mentioned. Uh huh. You're close. Because normally, normally, when do you say Alhamdulillah? After some blessing. After some food, after some food, uh, water, after eating something or some other blessing happens, you say Alhamdulillah. Normally that occurs after some blessing occurs. So usually that is only said because of a reason. Something happens, food, drink or other blessing, and because of that blessing you end up saying Alhamdulillah. But if someone says it, Without any specific 
reason or blessing, then that's a level extra. That shows the person is thinking and doing the remembrance of Allah, not just when the actual time occurs of a blessing or food or drink, when you remember to say it, but the person remembers even outside of those times, indicates he's thinking and doing his remembrance of Allah, indicates he's really thinking and doing his remembrance of Allah and saying Alhamdulillah, not just when he's eaten, but outside of that he remembers to say it. So that's why the reward for that is mentioned as being extra. Because he's not doing it due to some blessing now happens, so he does it. Even without any trigger, he remembers and still does it. So that shows he is uh, in deep thought and reflection regarding those remembrances. Another one of the virtues, I think we're on number six or seven of the virtues now is that these words are a protection from the hellfire. These words are a protection from the hellfire. And they will come on the day of judgment to save the person who would save them. So it is mentioned in the hadith of Abu Hurairah radiyallahu anhu that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said khudhu junnatakum take set up and take your protection and your guard for yourselves qulna ya rasulullah min aduwin qad hadar when the Prophet ﷺ said to them, take up your guard, get your guard ready and get your protection ready. They said, is an enemy coming, O Messenger of Allah? Is there an enemy approaching or is there some enemy? Protect ourselves and take our guard against an enemy, you mean? The Prophet said, La, no. Bal junnatukum minan nar. Rather, take up your protection and your guard against the fire, the hellfire. How? Qulu, say, Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. That is how you take up a protection and a guard for yourself against the hellfire. فَإِنَّهُنَّ يَأْتِينَ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ مُنْجِيَاتُ وَمُقَدِّمَاتُ وَهُنَّ الْبَاقِيَاتُ الصَّالِحَاتُ because they will come on that day as a salvation for the ones, for the people who did that remembrance. They will come as a means of salvation for you on that day. And they will be from the righteous actions that remain. And the meaning of them being al-baqiyat, as-salihat, that they are the actions that remain and their reward continues. They are the actions that remain and their reward continues for you. Yadumu jazauha, just like Allah said in the Quran, Walbaqiyatu salihatu khayrun inda rabbika thawaban wa khayrun amala. They are the baqiyat salihat. These things that remain, these actions that remain, 
خَيْرٌ عِنْدَ رَبِّكَ ثَوَابًا They are the best of the affairs with your Lord in terms of reward. They are the best of the affairs for your reward. And so these four words are from those baqiyat, salihat, from the righteous actions that remain. Another one of the virtues mentioned about these words, that these words, these remembrances, they will surround the throne of Allah. That they will surround the throne of Allah. And there will be a sound that emanates from them. Of course, on Yawm Al-Qiyamah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will make the affairs occur in ways that we cannot perceive and understand. Now, these words, how will these words be something real that goes around the throne of Allah and a sound comes from them? But this is how it is. And so there will be a sound that emanates from them. Like uh, um, the sound of what do you call it, the wasp nest or the bee's nest and that humming, buzzing kind of sound which occurs. And they will be remembering or mentioning the people who used to say them. The people who used to use these remembrances and these supplications, they will be mentioning their names. Such and such would say me, and such and such would say me, the word, subhanAllah, alhamdulillah, Allah, Akbar, la ilaha illallah. So they will be around the throne of Allah and a sound will emanate from them like the humming or the buzzing of a wasp's nest or a bee's nest. And they will be mentioning the people who used to say this dhikr. And that's in the hadith which is mentioned where the Prophet said, إِنَّ مِمَّا تَذْكُرُونَ مِنْ جَلَالِ اللَّهِ التَّسْبِيحِ وَالتَّكْبِيرِ وَالتَّهْلِيلِ وَالتَّحْمِيدِ يَنْعَطِفْنَا حَوْلَ الْعَرْشِ لَهُنَّ دَوِيٌّ كَدَوِيٌّ نَحْدٍ تَذْكُرْ بِصَاحِبِهَا أَمَّا يُحِبُّ أَحَدُ أَمَا يُحِبُّ أَحَدُكُمْ أَنْ يَكُونَ لَهُ أَوْ لَا يَزَالُ لَهُ مَنْ يَذْكُرُ بِهِ so the Prophet said, indeed from that which you do the remembrance of your Lord, in terms of the tasbih and the takbir and the tahleel and the tahmeed, these statements, then they will envelop themselves around the throne of Allah, and there will be a sound from them, like the sound of that wasp nest or the bee nest, and they will mention the people who used to say them, and would one of you not love that this occur for you, and that there be those that remember you and mention you on that day, would you not want to be from those? To be from the ones who are mentioned as being servants who are upon the remembrance of Allah, and being testified to that you used to say these words. So these words, they indicate, or these narrations, they indicate a great virtue for that particular individual. Also, one of the clear evidences many people have heard of before as well, is that these words are going to be heavy on the weighing scale. On the Day of Judgment, 
When the judgment occurs, people's deeds are weighed on the weighing scale. These deeds are going to be very heavy on the good side of the weighing scale for people. And that is mentioned in the hadith that مَا أَثْقَلَهُنَّ فِي الْمِيزَانِ How heavy they are in the weighing scale. What are? Subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, wallahu akbar. وَالْوَلَدُ الصَّالِحُ يُتَوَفَّى لِلْمَرْءِ الْمُسْلِمِ فَيَحْتَسِبُهُ That how heavy these deeds are in the weighing scale, or these words are in the weighing scale, and they are subhanallah, walhamdulillah, wa la ilaha illallah, and Allahu Akbar. And there is the famous hadith that talks about the words being light upon the tongue and easy upon the tongue and beloved to Allah and heavy in the weighing scales. Those narrations also indicate the weight of these words in the weighing scales. These words are also mentioned in the famous hadith where some of the companions who were poor, they were in poverty, they came to the Prophet ﷺ to complain. And they said, Ya Rasulullah, ذَهَبَ أَهْلُ الدُّثُورِ بِالْأُجُورِ The poor companions, they came to the Prophet and they complained. They said, O Messenger of Allah, the rich ones are taking all the reward. The rich people, the rich believers, they're getting all the reward. How come? They said, because they fast like we fast. So we're equal there. They pray like we pray, equal there. But then, after these kinds of worships that all of them do, they said, on top of all of these worships that we can do as well, prayer, fast, everything. But on top of all of that, they can do extra worship. We can't. The extra worships connected to giving charity. They said, we can't do those. So we're neck and neck with them on all the other worships. We can do all those. We can keep up. But when it comes to this worship of charity and anything linked to charity, they get that extra reward there and we're left here. We can't do that one. We're left behind. The ones with the riches have taken the rewards. They're getting all the extra rewards. Because they are doing all the worship we're doing, neck and neck there. But then they're doing all this extra worship linked to their money and their wealth Allah has blessed them with, which we can't do. So we're stuck there. But they are going up there. So what can we do? So when they came to the Prophet ﷺ saying this, the Prophet said to them, أَوَلَيْسَ قَدْ جَعَلَ اللَّهُ لَكُمْ مَا تُصَدِّقُونَ أو تصدقون? Has Allah not made for you what you can give in charity? Has Allah not made something for you you can give in charity? And then he explained to them, because money they didn't have. They couldn't give money in charity. They didn't have it. They were from the poor companions. But the Prophet said to them, Allah's given you something you can use for giving in charity and then you can catch up to them too. And that is, إِنَّ بِكُلِّ تَسْبِيحَ صَدَقَةً Every time you say subhanallah, it's considered like a charity. وَكُلِّ تَكْبِيرَ صَدَقَةً And every time you say Allahu Akbar, it's like a charity. 
Every time you say Alhamdulillah, it's like a charity. Every time you say La ilaha illallah, it's like a charity. And joining the good is a charity. And prohibiting the evil is a charity. And within the desire of one of you is a charity. Meaning even that you fulfill that in the right way, then it is considered a charity also. And they said, O Messenger of Allah, أَيَأْتِ أَحَدُنَا شَهْوَتَهُ وَيَكُونُ لَهُ فِيهَا أَجَرٌ They said for that last point, so if one of us engaged in intimacy with our wives, etc., that is considered charity too. The Messenger said, أَرَأَيْتُمْ لَوْ وَضَعَهَا فِي حَرَامٍ أَكَانَ عَلَيْهِ وِزَرٌ the messenger said, if one of you or if someone was to do that in a haram way, fornicate, would that not be a sin upon him? And obviously the answer is, yes, that's a sin. So if you don't do it in that haram way, but you do it in the halal way, then that's a reward. فَكَذَلِكَ إِذَا وَضَعَهَا فِي الْحَلَالِ كَانَ لَهُ أَجَرٍ وَقَدْ ضَنَّ الْفُقَرَىٰ أَنَّ لَا صَدَقَةَ إِلَّا بِالْمَالِ So the poor ones, the poor companions there, they had thought that you can't give in charity if you don't have money. So they thought they were being left behind and the rich ones were taking all these extra rewards. فَأَخْبَرَهُمُ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ أَنَّ جَمِيعَ أَنْوَاعِ فِعْلِ الْمَعْرُوفِ وَالْإِحْسَانِ صَدَقَةَ So the Prophet informed them that all of these good deeds and these statements are considered forms of charity. Another one of the virtues, and this is the last one we'll mention, to highlight the virtues of these words, is that the Prophet ﷺ made these four words as a substitute for the Qur'an. And what that means is, as the Shaykh explains here, جَعَلَهُنَّ بَدَلًا عَنِ الْقُرْآنِ الْكَرِيمِ فِي حَقِّ مَنْ لَا يَحْسِنُ Someone who cannot read the Qur'an, then these words are the least that he can do, and it's like a substitute. In the hadith it mentions, جَاءَ رَجُلٌ إِلَى النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ فَقَالَ A man came, to the Prophet وسلم, and he said, Ya Rasulullah, inni la astati'u an ata'allam al-Qur'an. O Messenger, I am not able to learn the Qur'an. Fa'allimni shay'an yujzini. So teach me something that will substitute for it, something that will uh, cover me for not being able to read the Qur'an, something else I can do. So the Prophet وسلم, said to him, Taqul, say, Subhanallah, Alhamdulillah, Wa la ilaha illallah, Wa Allahu Akbar, Wa la hawla wa la quwata illa billah. Faqala al-Arabi, Hakada, Wa qabada biyadayhi, Faqal, Hada lillah, Famali, Qal, Taqul, Allahumma ghirli, Warhamni, Warhafni, Warazukni, Wahdini. Faakhadaha al-Arabi, Wa qabada kafayhi, Faqal, Nabi Sallam, Amma hada, Faqad malaa yadayhi bil khair. So when the Prophet told the man, say those words, the man said, all of these are in relation to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, praise of Allah. What about me? Some sort of dua related to me. So then the Prophet said, in that case, also say, 
Allahumma ghfirli warhamni wa'afini wazukni wa'adini. Oh Allah, forgive me and have mercy upon me and uh, give me good health and uh, sustain me and provide for me and guide me. And so these were the words that the Prophet ﷺ told him and it's mentioned about how he took hold of the hands and the palms and the Prophet said to him, his hands have been filled with goodness. So those words were taught to the man in relation to him not being able to read the Qur'an yet. The Prophet said, then say these statements for now at least. So these are some of the virtues regarding those statements. Then from next time, inshallah ta'ala, we'll start going into each statement specifically. The statement, La ilaha illallah, the statement, Allahu Akbar, the statement, uh, Alhamdulillah, subhanallah, each one. And we'll talk about the ayat in the Qur'an that mention each one and the evidences for each one specifically, starting with La ilaha illallah from next week, inshallah ta'ala. Wa sallallahu ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam.